Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys Quick and Dirty Tips to Get Moving and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong, I'm the Get Fit Guy, and lately I've been wondering if understanding our genes will help us get fit and healthy. So to answer that question, I invited Dr. Dan Reardon of Fitness Genes on the podcast to help us find out. So several years ago, I received a tiny plastic test tube in my mailbox. So naturally, I spit in it and I put it back in the mail. And no, this was not an elaborate practical joke. I was actually submitting my DNA to a testing service called 23andMe. A few weeks later, I received a report telling me all about myself based on what they found in my genes that were contained in the saliva that I put in the mail. There was information about my ancestry, my hair and eye color, some of my health predispositions and risks, and even what percentage of me is directly linked to Neanderthals. And to be honest, it's a little more than I care to admit. Now, as exciting and fun as it was, I really didn't find much in the way of actionable information in that report. I mean, I already knew that my family was predominantly Eastern European and that I had blue eyes and runny earwax. I was relieved to find out that I'm not at increased risk of macular degeneration or Alzheimer's, but in the end, once I'd read the reports and also shared them with my sister since they are really relevant to her as well, I pretty much went on with my life as usual. Now, as a fitness and movement professional, I was aware of the growing market in DNA testing as it pertains to fitness. I often considered signing up for services such as DNA Fit or Found My Fitness. Would DNA testing lend any additional or helpful information? I was skeptical until I heard Dr. Dan Reardon, the co-founder and CEO of Fitness Genes, speak at a wellness conference in Los Angeles this spring. After hearing his presentation, I took a closer look into his company and what it had to offer me as someone who is focusing on being and staying fit and healthy. Now, before I get into the interview, this is how Fitness Genes works. You sign up at fitnessgenes.com, and although I have no monetary agreement or any affiliate deal with this company, you can actually use the code GETFITGUY25. That's GETFITGUY25 to get 25% off at fitnessgenes.com. Once you've done that, you choose one of their tailored workout systems based on your specific goal and experience level. Then, in a few days, you'll receive a DNA collection kit in the mail. 
you follow the instructions for correctly spitting into the tube, and then you pop it back in the mail, just like I did. The fitness gene scientists then extract your DNA from the cheek cells that are naturally present in your saliva. Then, after your DNA analysis is complete, you will receive an email notification that your results are ready, and you'll also get a link to your own online portal. Then you log into that portal to see your DNA analysis, then some recommendations based on that analysis, and also some personalized workout advice and genetically tailored diet plans. So, as you can guess, my experience with this process was much more actionable than simply finding out that my grandparents weren't lying to me about being from the Ukraine. But enough of that. Let's get into the conversation with Dr. Dan Reardon. Can you give us a little bit of a little bit of your background and, and how you got into this realm? For sure. So first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's good to be chatting with you again. Yeah, thanks for coming. So I'm a medical doctor by background. I graduated from medical school in 2004. While I was at medical school, I also trained as a personal trainer, got a qualification in sports nutrition, opened the gym, got really into this idea of preventative health and preventative medicine by my fascination with fitness and nutrition. In 2004, graduated as a medical doctor and I worked as a clinical doctor for 10 years, mainly in emergency medicine, but also trauma and orthopedics and plastics. And in that time, I maintained my interest in fitness and nutrition. I wrote two books for WIDA Publishing, and I was also the science editor of Muslim Fitness Magazine for the UK, Europe, and Australia. So always been, always had that massive interest and fascination in fitness and nutrition. That uh, that tracks. I mean, I we met in person at a, at a conference in Los Angeles about a month. Man, it's about a month ago. I, Dan is a fit guy. This is the kind of guy that you want to take advice from, <laughs> it's, which is not always the case. Trust me, folks. Dan is a guy that uh, he's got a healthy glow about him. <laughs> so I've tried out the Fitness Genes, which is the the company that you you founded. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So I'm the co-founder of Fitness Genes, which we started. Well, we started the research and development in 2011, and actually launched the business in 2013. So we're actually coming up to our sixth year this June. Wow. So you guys were actually pretty early into the into the genetic testing, weren't you? We were very early. We were very early, and I mean, the the story is that we were at my best friend's wedding. And me and one of my other best friends were having a conversation and he is a PhD geneticist and so too is his partner. So uh, Dr. Stuart Grice and Dr. Samantha DeComble were talking about gene variations that they'd found to be prevalent in certain types of athletes and also certain metabolic tendencies stemming from genetics as well. And that's what led me to kind of have this idea of, well, perhaps we could design workout plans and nutrition plans based on this information. So, and that was October 2011. So we were very, very early in in terms of thinking about this market. Yeah, I thought I was early into being a, a person who, who tried out th these services, but I think it was 2012 or 2013 when I did my, my 23andMe test and received all the all the basic information of you're more predestined to have things like wet earwax or <laughs> <laughs> or curly hair or blue eyes or colorblindness. I actually am colorblind, so that wasn't a surprise, but a lot of stuff that was just sort of like, yeah, that checks out. And it wasn't particularly inspiring, to be honest. It was just sort of like, and the ancestry stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I come from white people from yeah. Europe. Yeah, that's no surprise there. 
Well, of course, the thing that we have to remember is we're not even 20 years into the genome being decoded. I mean, it was 2001 when they finished the Human Genome Project, and that was a cost of almost $3 billion. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned that you had your test in 2012. Well, 23andMe have been going since 2007. But, of course, in that time, there's, they've had a massive cost reduction as the technology's improved and the overall cost of the, the genomics kind of consumables, if you like, have come down in price. So obviously Illumina have done a phenomenal job on the market of creating these technologies that is available to the consumer. But we're not even two decades into it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's still a very early market. It is. And it's interesting that you, you bring up the cost. And, and I've heard some of the criticisms around the genetic testing and even today, and especially earlier on, is that the data set is so limited because of the cost that it tends to be white, affluent um, people who are getting the tests. So the data set that comes from the people who are being tested is is actually sort of skewed that way. I think it depends, and, and, it, and, and it depends on what you're looking for. And it also depends on the technologies that you're using. So if you go back, actually, uh, 23andMe did something very interesting a number of years ago where they recognized that the information they were gathering was quite limited. And they actually started testing smaller populations, if you like, who weren't actually uh, kind of buying the DNA test just so they could get more data into their own systems. And I know Ancestry have done similar things as well. But when you look at some of the testing technologies that we're using. So for example, at Fitness Genes, we use something called the GSA, which is the Global Screening Array, which is one of the products from Illumina. Mm. And it's actually built from their multi-ethnic background SNP. So what you, it's basically a SNP that they have that is kind of, it, it consists of SNPs that are present in many, many different populations. And therefore, when you kind of take subsets of these SNPs and use them on smaller chips, you know that you've, you've got the majority of populations covered. So whilst I understand people talk about criticisms and bias towards the data that's getting created, um, actually the, 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 the fundamental SNPs and understanding of the SNPs comes from research which stems from chips that actually do have many, many different um, ethnicities on there. So, you know, I think, I think people, some of the people kind of saying that might not be very clear on the technologies that are being used and just looking at the people using the products as opposed to how the tests have been researched to create them in the first place. That is really good to know because that definitely is one of the biggest criticisms that I hear. I mean, we'll get to another one of the big criticisms, but I feel like we sort of, I put the screws to you a little too <laughs> too early in the in the conversation here. We didn't really talk about what exactly fitness genes oh, um, aimed to do. And I did run my, I was able to download what's called my raw data or raw data from 23andMe and then upload it into your system and got a whole bunch of um, really interesting stuff back, not the things like runny earwax and, and <laughs> propensity for blue eyes, but um, some really interesting stuff. So I'm sure you have a great elevator pitch for, for what exactly Fitness Gene's goal is. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's interesting because as I say, we're six years into Fitness Gene's now. And it, when I go back to when we first started, it was all off this belief that when you look at the, the way people choose to exercise or diet or take supplements or make lifestyle choices, they're made in a very generic way. It's generally driven by marketing, influencers, cost and things like that. And it's not actually driven by their own biology. So back in back in the you know the early days, it was all about we can produce better plans by understanding people's genetics. Mm. 
But as time has progressed, as we've become a bigger company, as we've got funded, as we've kind of done all of these sorts of things, we've been able to build much more complex biological models using data, sorry, using genetic data and other types of biometric information. And ultimately what we're trying to do now, or not trying to do what we are doing, is essentially kind of looking at the world of information that's available in terms of workouts, diets, supplements, and being able to help organize the noise a little bit for people and direct them towards the things that they should be doing. So they can actually, so they have meaningful actions that they can actually create long-term habits over. So our system now, as you may have, you may have seen, uh, is a system, is a product called TrueFeed, which is, we have a patent pending against the algorithm for that. And TrueFeed essentially delivers a weekly biological trait that based on this biological trait, you have a whole series of actions that you can follow. And you can basically pick and choose the actions that you think you can stick to. And the more actions that you build up over time, the more likely you are to actually stick to kind of long-term lifestyle-related change and therefore health-related changes as well. So we're, re we're really all about trying to drive people to take the right actions based on their own biology. That makes a lot of sense. And that's exactly what I, um, what I found running my my genetic information through your your system the thing that i found really intriguing and and that i think a lot of people are misinformed about is and i'm going to ask you this question a, a leading question here is there a sport gene or athlete athlete gene that one specific gene that you're looking for is that the goal of this and it's a very common question people Everybody wants, or not everybody, but people want to believe that there is a fundamental profile that stems from your genetics that says you should do this, you should do this. Yeah. And of course, it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, right? It, it, it could not be further from the truth. Your DNA will give you a portion of information that if you use it in the right way, i.e. you kind of uh, implement the right lifestyle related changes then you will adapt to the hostilities of the environment and potentially achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. And we kind of work from this kind of triangle, if you like, where it's not a nature versus nurture thing. It's, it's a goal, it's, a na it's nature, and it's nurture. What is the goal? Understand the genetics, and that helps guide the actions that you take in order to achieve that goal. So is there a specific sports-related gene? There, there isn't a specific sports-related gene. Bummer. There are many, many, many. <laughs> <laughs> there, are many there are many gene variants that potentially create a path to achieving a goal that might be an easier path than someone else might take. But at a given point in time, in the absence of exerting any lifestyle-related change against those gene variations, then you're not going to achieve that goal. So it's all about trainability. It's all about what you can achieve with certain uh, diet variants or diet method variants. And then um, what is, will be the impact of certain supplements in terms of an adaptation to things that you're doing. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. When I saw you speak, that was one of the things that I was really happy to hear you say, because there is a, a bit of a misconception out there about there being that one gene that we need to test for, and it'll mean that you don't have to work as hard and you should be yeah. enrolled in this sport or that sport. Yeah. So you know how in the sort of the health and fitness world, you know how people will sell you a diet. This is the diet you need to follow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you need to remove this, 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 and this. This is the best diet in the world. This is the diet. And we generally refer to these as fads don't we yeah and you know and we see that we see it as over marketed hype um oftentimes with not adequate amounts of science to back it up well anyone who makes those kind of claims with genetics are in exactly the same category as those people selling those diets yeah. it's just marketing trying to sell a product and unfortunately we're in a world at the moment where there is too much marketing selling too many products and no one has a clue what on earth to do. And therefore, we've got this curve that's just going up and up and up with obesity. Uh, people are getting more and more confused. And it's just because there is the availability of platforms to be able to overmarket and, you know, frankly, ill understood concepts to people that people want to buy into them. And that's where we're hoping with what we do. I mean, you know, we're fundamentally a scientific company, you know, doctors, PhDs, uh, you know, very, very strong ethics with, with, with a core value of trying to deliver value to people and help them achieve their goals, which they oftentimes have had so much difficulty in sort of getting anywhere near. Um, and so I think that, you know, unfortunately, the market has spiraled a little bit out of control on certain things. The value that, I, that I've found so far, well, I've only had my results for a couple of weeks now from fitness genes, but I really enjoy the fact that it presented a lot of information, first of all, like I, the, uh, the load of information took me days basically to, <laughs> to go through because sometimes my head was spinning. I'm like, okay, that's enough for today. But it also, it put the onus on me as the individual getting the results to to basically choose which things I think are more important or which things I'm going to take action on. And like, for instance, one of my one of my genetic markers or one of my SNPs or what, what is it called? The traits, one of the, the traits. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. One, of, yeah. one of the traits was that I have trouble clearing lactate. And so I need a little bit longer rest breaks between sets. And to be honest, I've been the opposite for pretty much my entire athletic career. It's, I'm a go, go, go kind of guy. I always mm. scoff at the people in the gym who are sitting there reading a magazine between, <laughs> their, between their sets. Um, now I've become the guy who I stroll around the gym instead of reading a magazine between my sets. But that was the thing that resonated with me right now. But I do plan to go back several more times. And like once I've sort of nailed that one, I can go back and be like, okay, what am I going to take action on next? And I think that's a, a great value that you guys provide. 
For sure. And a, a good friend of mine, a guy called Jeff Hayden, um, he's one of the senior writers at Inc.com, and he wrote an incredible book called The Motivation Myth. Now, The Motivation Myth is all about how it's very easy to be convinced that you can do something. It's very easy to be convinced that you can kind of uh, scale a mountain. It's very easy to be convinced that you can lose 100 pounds and get a six pack. But if you don't understand the very, very small incremental steps that you have to take to get there, then you will never get there. And mm. once you get past that belief of thinking, I can do this, all of a sudden, you kind of plummet back down into depression. It's like, <laughs> well, okay, actually, I did believe I could do it, but now what on earth am I supposed to do? And I think what we're trying to do is establish those small steps. There is a really big movement right now around those tiny habits, or like there's a book mm. that's tiny habits, there's atomic habits, there's like all the <laughs> all the different habit stuff. And I think I I love that stuff. I think that's a, mm. the great mindset to have. And, and having sure. this kind of information really does flow into that, just like you were saying. For like, sure, for sure. Now, when I look at my results in in fitness genes, it's it's very wide spanning. Like there are things about muscle tissue, there are things about um, how saturated fat affects me. Like it's it's a lot more in my mind than just fitness. I mean, there's a world of information that exists when it comes to health, and if you think about how health has generally been driven, it's been driven from that healthcare perspective. But the thing is with healthcare is that healthcare is really disease care. People that work in healthcare have actually been trained to manage disease. They haven't necessarily been trained to manage good health. And when it comes to good health, i.e. the disease-free state, um, and you know, you could argue that that's a bit non-binary in its in its in its own right. But you know, if we but if we if we sort of take health as being the the, the absence of illness. The human body is just composed of many, many different pathways. And, you know, all of these pathways to some degree um, lead to, um, you know, positive outcomes if they're followed in the right way. So, you know, let's say, for example, whether you're a 60 year old or whether you're a 20 year old, the 20 year old bodybuilder still wants to achieve the same goal as the 60 year old postmenopausal uh, woman. It's all about building muscle or preserving muscle. Is there a difference between the fundamental um, kind of lifestyle changes that both these people need to make in order to build muscle? Well, the answer is no, because muscle can only do two things. It can grow or it can disappear. And they're the only two things it can do. So, you know, lift resistance training, eating the right type of diet, taking the right types of supplements relative to an understanding of your requirements and relative to an understanding of, you know, how you exercise, things like that is, is, is kind of really, really important. But all of these processes, whether it's building muscle, losing body fat, improving performance, they're all composed of pathways which are well understood from a disease perspective and therefore we get to apply them in this non-disease way so the, the 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 core of understanding disease process and all of the research and disease process and then translating it into real kind of health management and fitness management uh is it, something that obviously with the right experience with the right experience knowledge and passion you can do and we have a very smart team and that's why you know, when we, when I want to talk about that, you know, what we're trying to get to grips with is the pathways. It's not when it's not kind of guessing these pathways. We understand the pathways from health, from from medicine, biology, you know, fundamental physiological processes, biochemistry, and all that sort of stuff. And that's the level that we're getting to. 
Of course, it's a huge process of discovery, but it's absolutely fascinating. And it's still growing and growing huge. at this point. Huge. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we're. Uh, I mean, we, we've we've got you know we've got traits that months and months ahead. You know, we, we've got people working on all sorts of weird and wonderful pathways that allow us to create actions that make just very interesting snippets of information for people to choose to follow or not. Now, before we wrap up, I know there's a lot of people out there who are, especially in in North America, I think, or it may be the same in in the in Europe and UK as well. But the, there's this fear of giving up your genetic data to these big companies. I worry that someday a clone of mine is going to come hunting for me and harvest my organs or something like that. But um, but on a more realistic sort of standpoint. What would you say to people who are afraid to give up their genetic data like in terms of being afraid of insurance or even just privacy? So, so we're, we're actually, we're, we're a UK-based company, even though even though we, our biggest market is the States, we're a UK-based company, which means we're, the, our data protection laws are far more firm and harsh than you, the US. Now, in terms of if you um, submit your DNA to us, you, you own your data. If if you wanna if you wanna be deleted from our system, you can be deleted from our system and you'll be gone. Uh, we don't obviously sell data to third parties. And when we do research, we will ask you if you're interested in part in being part of a research study. In terms of people's fear, I, I listened to a very interesting talk about um, about data and about uh, you know people being fearful about their data. And what it all comes down to is not necessarily a fear of handing over data but it's do you trust the company enough mm. so it's not a case of it's not a case of me trying to convince somebody to give us their dna it's as a company how do we make ourselves a trustworthy brand and a trustworthy company so I, i'm not going to do anything to try and to try and convince somebody that they should take a test with us I, I, i've never done that and i have no intention of doing that and is it true that the more people who use the service, the the better the service will become? Like as as the population grows, absolutely. So, so our model is a dynamic model. So ev everything that goes into our system essentially regenerates uh, the traits that get created. So the more people we have using it, the more information that we get generated, and therefore the more we can learn about individual traits and actions and things like that. So it's a yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a cycle that the more people in there, um, the more we can do. And of course, the, the other thing as well is, I mean, I mean, we have a lot of customers, and we're able to do some really really cool stuff. But you imagine if you've got millions of customers, and you know, people are happy, you know, in an an, an anonymized way to be part of research, you can do some incredible incredible studies. This isn't trying to develop marketing material this is actually things that fundamentally will have an impact so um you know we did a study two years ago with oxford university uh Loughborough university uh, and um Birmingham university in the uk and we were looking at gene variations that were prevalent in people with obesity and specifically uh we were we were looking at the frequency of those variations within our population which is obviously an, an exercising population and theoretically, you would you would imagine that probably less would have these gene variants, but they were exactly the same as the normal population. But actually, when we really kind of you know dug into dug into the study and dug into the data, there were a whole host of statistically significant habits that people with the gene variants had picked up early in life that meant they didn't end up being overweight. And uh, you know, and there was some absolutely fascinating information. And and the reason that's important is that 
you know, we live in a world where everyone wants to believe everyone's equal. And so you end up in a system that treats everybody the same. Hmm. Now, unfortunately, treating everybody the same is only ever going to benefit certain people because, you know, we know that when it comes to what you should be eating, uh, psychological stimulus, behavior, the way you learn, uh, the complexities of kind of social interactions and family and all that sort of stuff. If you just treat everybody the same and you don't account for any of these variables between people, you're just going to end up with certain people that do that and certain people that do that. And, you know, this is the whole notion of personalization. So what we discovered from that study is very impactful in terms of going back to people early in life and saying, look, yes, I understand you want to do the same as what your friends do, but if you want to get to your 20s and 30s or 40s or 50s and not have weight-related issues, not have lifestyle-related disease and things like that, you have to take action now, and these are the actions that you need to take. And I think that's when you have a meaningful impact then on the issues that we're having with things like obesity. That is a very powerful and great place to, to wrap up this conversation. I couldn't agree more. Where can people find out more information about not only uh, about fitness genes, but about you as well? Yeah, sure. So they can go to fitnessgenes.com and you can actually sign up free for a fitness genes account. So you can actually see true feed and see all the things that we do. And obviously you can also buy a DNA test or you can upload your 23 million ancestry data. And we're also on you know all the social media channels. Uh, and that's at Fitness Genes. And I'm also on social media channels and I'm at DR Dan Reardon, at Dr. Dan Reardon. All right. And I'll make sure to put all those links and all that information into the show notes over at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and just look for the episode about uh, DNA and genes. So thank you, Dan. This has been a, a great conversation. I feel like this is one of those things we could probably have monthly and, and find out more information <laughs> sure. about stuff because we didn't even talk about some of the specific tests. But I think you gave a great overview and hopefully dispelled some some myths and some fears. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Before we wrap up, I want to remind you that you can sign up at fitnessgenes.com and use the code getfitguy25. Then that will get you 25% off everything. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and make those jeans do what they do best. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.